Evening, my Rabbi Sai. Continuing along here in Cheshbon number 22, which was a Cheshbon of thinking about improving our mitzvah by way of understanding that really we need other people in the world. We need their help. We can't do it together. As a matter of fact, there's an amazing shot from Ramesha Feinstein's Atzal in Parsha Shemais. Very famous Rashi in Parsha Shemais that tells us who Moshe Aaron, who Aaron and Moshe. So Rashi says, why did you put Aaron first in that pasuk? You put Moshe first in that pasuk. So Rashi says, sometimes it says Aaron first, sometimes it says Moshe first. Malamed sheshkulene that they're the same, they're equal. So the famous Kash, what do you mean they're equal? Moshe Rabbeinu was the greatest Navi. Moshe Rabbeinu brought us to Torah. Moshe Rabbeinu did all the Nisan. Aaron did three of them. Aaron was a Novi, but not as great as Moshe. As I get the equal. So Ramesha Feinstein says two answers. His first answer is that what it means they're equal is that Moshe Rabbeinu did the maximum of what he was able to do and what he was supposed to do. Aaron Akain did the maximum of what he was able to do what he was supposed to do. So even if you have two people on the mountain, one starts over here, one starts a little lower, and they each climb 20 meters, they're equal, because they both climb 20 meters. Yeah, one started higher, that doesn't matter. That's the way it is. You can have sometimes a great gain. Yeah, and we say, how? Oh, he finished Shas a thousand times. The Shagasaya finished Shas a thousand times in his life. The Shagasaya. Okay, they have another person. that what? He learned three Masechdas in his life. But if that's what he was able to do, so in that... Re- in that sense, he's as great as the Shagasai. Says Ramesha finds in his second shot. His second shot is that since Moshe Rabbeinu was not able to do this all by himself, he needed Aaron. He needed Aaron to be a spokesman. He needed Aaron to do the first three makos, even though Moshe Rabbeinu did much more than Aaron. But since Aaron was needed, they considered equal partners. It's an amazing Kiddush. Means you can have two partners. Yeah? One partner puts in 75%, and the other partner puts in 25%. They consider it equal. Why? Because the 75% needed the 25%. So that's it. Therefore, they consider it equal in that way. And that's what the Chavazov is telling us over here. If we understand that we can't do everything by ourselves, and if we have to do it by ourselves, it's going to be that much harder. So therefore, even if we think we're pulling sort of more weight than the other fellow, but since I need that person, I should appreciate his being, his help, and therefore I should therefore desire only what's good for him and keep away things that are bad for him. Says the Chavis unfortunately, in the world at large, we don't find this to be the case very often. And because of all of this idea, Achi, my brother, Koved Ha'olam Al Yeshvav. Literally means that the world is very heavy on its inhabitants. In other words, there are people that are just worn out and there are people that are sad. A lot of people are depressed. That's why there are so many therapists and so many psychiatrists and psychologists today. And that's why Prozac is just off the shelves because there are people that are just sad. They're just depressed. Why? Why don't they be happy? Why are they not happy people? You know why? Because they have so much, they have so much baggage on them. 
They had so much work to do. Why is that? The Chavis Avavis tells us the secret. The reason is because these people are going around and their modus operandi in life is to try to get as much as they could. Their chilek plus a little bit more. And therefore they're never satisfied. Therefore they're never happy. Because they really want more and they feel, wow, I really want more. I deserve more. And I see somebody else has more than me. That guy took it away from me. That person took what really belongs to me. The really Mashkiach once he once explained this in a Rashi that that Kina could lead to Sinna. They, they sound similar, Kina and Sinna. But why should Kina lead to Sinna? Rashi says Kina jealousy leads to hatred. So he used to play out this whole scenario that a person walking out to shul one day and turns around the corner and he sees his neighbor. Yeah? He sees his neighbor out there looking at his brand new car. His neighbor was just able to buy a brand new car. And in his mind he's saying, oh wow, that guy got a brand new car. You know, I was waiting for the day I would get a brand new car. And then he walks further, he's on his way to shul, he's another few blocks, and he says to himself, you know, really, there's no reason that my neighbor, I mean, he's an, he's an okay guy, but he's not as nice as I am. And he's not as, as generous as I am. You know, he certainly doesn't daven as well as I do. And he doesn't deserve a new car, and I really deserve the new car. A new car is just one example. The, the examples we could think of on our own. And then he walks another block and he says, you know, that creep, really, as a matter of fact, that car was supposed to be mine, and he ended up with it. So is it, is it any wonder why, by the time he gets to shul, he hates this guy? It started as being jealous of what someone else had, and the mind plays tricks that really, I wanted that, and in the end it comes out, he stole my car. By the time I get out from shul, I'm ready to smash the car windows because he stole it from me. Okay? An extreme case, but that's the way I, our psychological mind works. Because the Chavazov says, because a person walks around life and he says, I want what's mine and I want even more than that. And if a person is only looking, what can I get more out of life? He's going to be unhappy. Because these people want more than really is coming to them, that's befitting them. And they seek to get what is really not even theirs. Hashem makes it that they don't even end up getting what's really theirs. The shot is that they don't even then appreciate what they do have. They're too busy wor- worrying about what they don't have. They don't even appreciate what they do have. And then they don't find it easy to even get and appreciate and attain what they could get. Therefore, they're not happy. So they're not happy with themselves. They're not, certainly not happy with other people. Because when you're not happy about yourself and who you are and your station in life, you're not happy with other people. And it just one feeds off the next. So therefore, you have everybody who's upset at the other guy, complaining about the other guy. And 
inside crying that that this person has more than him. And the Chavah says the reason is because he's seeking to get more than really is coming to him. And because he's just in it for himself, it comes out that he's going to be trying to work harder and harder, not reaching what his, his dreams are, what his goals that he set for himself, which are unrealistic, and instead of working together with others, instead of being satisfied with others and understanding, you know, he has what he has because he needs that. And I really need his help and I need his friendship and I need his support and he needs it from me. And then everybody gets along together and then there's, there's harmony. What Kach Baruch Hu says, Not Hashem says, I need you to love somebody else. What I need you to give him, Hashem says, I can give everybody what they need. Hashem says, I want, this is the way it works. The way it works is that we get along with one another when we realize we really need each other, we need to help each other, and that's how it could work properly. And if they would get the, uh, the minimum amount, what they needed, and their effort they would put in with everybody in mind equally, with a common goal that we all need to, to get things, and I'll help out over here, and help me help me out over there. They would succeed in attaining what they need in this world. It's so counterintuitive. They, the, 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 most people, he says, the way they work is, that I'm not worried about the other guy. I'm worried about getting, making another buck. I'm worried about getting where I want to get to. And if it means pushing the other guy away, that's what I'll do. In the end, that guy falls flat on his face. He doesn't achieve his goals. And it becomes more difficult because he has the whole burden on himself. <clears throat> While if he uses the other approach, the strategy of Chavis is that help the other one out, work together, not only do you achieve what you yourself want, but you actually end up getting more. Because when two are working together, you get more than one person working by himself. But people, it's not enough that they don't help each other just for getting along in the world. Sometimes they try to undermine the other one. When they see that they can't get what they want. So another way of feeling good about it is putting somebody else's, putting somebody else down. <clears throat> there's a, uh, <coughs> there's a, uh, it's sort of a, a, a saying, but it's based on Rishonim, that there's two ways to get higher than your friend. Either you could build a mountain and you get higher. In other words, you, you've earned it, you've worked on it, you've, dedicating yourself diligently or you see you know what I'm not making it higher I'm not making where I want to be so instead I'll dig a hole under my friend so he'll be lower and in that way I'll be higher but that's that's a person who just all he cares about is making it in life himself so he says and and, and whatever the uh, whatever the cost is even if you have to undermine and weaken others or prevent others from getting he won't 
he won't be uh, st- won't stop at that. Actually, so in the end of the day, if that's what Ruvain's trying to undermine Shimon, Shimon's trying to undermine Ruvain, they're both going to fail, and neither of them are going to get what they desire really to get. Al Kane, therefore the Sechavas of us tells us, Al Kane Hishtadel Ochi. What well, we should really put in an effort. Liknais Reim Neemonim to try to acquire loyal friends. To try this is a in trying to befriend people, this is in trying to uh, associate with these people, to try to have a connection with them, being in a in a uh, an environment with them, in a community with them. Liknais, like the Mishnah says, Kenelakhaver. Sometimes you have to buy it. You have to acquire it. And you know, in the in the world of commerce, in order to acquire something, you have to pay for it. So, to buy a, an item on Amazon, you have to pay money. And to buy a friend, a loyal friend, a good friend, a trusted friend, it also costs. Not money, but it costs mental energy. Thinking about, how can I help him out? How can I do for him? I want to acquire that friend. I want it to be a, a two-way street. So Liknais Reim Naamanim to acquire loyal friends, Vayavim Zakim, and pure people who are would love each other. Yulakhala Azer that he'll be for you Laezer as in help, Al Tayraskha, Vaalamcha, both in the world of spirituality, in helping in learning, helping in doing mitzvahs, Vaalamcha, or even the things in this world. Bias Libcha Shalimaim that's because you have a, a common heart with him. And you're you're at peace with one another because you're both looking out for each other. You both have the backs of one another. And it should be such a friendship that ultimately it leads to having such a bond and a love for one another. If you could find someone like that. Not so easy. As he said before, most people are, are are in it for themselves. But if you could find a loyal friend who's there, only wants the good for you, and you want the good for him, that's what you should seek to get. But he uh, he ends off, and we'll have to continue it along because there are some other points over here, but at least just to finish off for this week. But the al tafkeid Saidcha an interesting point. Even if you have a very trusted friend, a loyal friend, he says, well, be careful which secrets you divulge even to very trusted and loyal friends. There are people you could trust them, maybe even with your money. You could trust them that they'll be at a certain place. You could trust them to, to watch out for you, to inform you of things. But sharing secrets, he says, that's a segula, saskula meembavad. That's very few. Very few that you could share a secret, which is a secret that you want to keep, be kept secret, that you could share with them that they won't disclose it to anybody else. Not their spouse, not their children, not their boss. You have to be careful. A piece of advice, a word of advice from Chavez Avavis, which he takes from Ben Sira from the one, one quote in the Gemara. Many 
you should seek out to have peace with them. But Galei Saitcha, reveal your secrets, Le'echad Me'elef, one in a thousand. Be careful who you have to, it has to be someone who, not only loyal and trusted, but has to be someone who knows how to keep his lips quiet. Well, over here, Rabbi, say, a good Tanakh and a good Shabbat.